welcome back to Women Making Moves, where we celebrate the moves that women are making. This is Amy Pond, Semester Certified Life Coach and Soul Awakener. I'm joined today with Kat Pulsinelli, an amazing new friend that I've met in my awesome new chapter. Kat is an inspiring entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and podcaster. Her love story defies convention as she married her soulmate in a breathtaking cave, symbolizing their unique bond and shared journey. As the founder of The Lotus Effect, Kat believes true success transcends strategies and tactics. She empowers individuals to cultivate a powerful mindset and creates personalized business operations that align with her clients' authentic selves. From time management and productivity to leadership and mindset, she equips individuals with the tools to thrive in both business and personal life. Kat's mission is to inspire others to embrace their true potential and live fulfilled lives. Guiding them on their own lotus journey, she helps her clients transform their muddy waters into the beautiful and unique flowers they are. Kat, welcome. No, thank you, Amy. <laughs> I missed Mastermind this morning. How'd it go? Oh, it was good. We had some we had some good stuff, some juicies this morning. <laughs> really? Oh, darn it. Well, Kat and I are part of a great mastermind with the Sabrina Victoria. So I'm sad to have missed it, but I literally hit snooze. And then it was suddenly 930. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to mastermind. All right. And so it is. And so it is. So Kat, what are the moves you're excited to be making right now? Oh, the moves I'm excited to be making. I feel like there are so many things in the air right now. I would have to say though, that I think one of my favorite moves that I am super excited about is just really leaning into the journey that the entrepreneurial space takes you through without stuffing myself in a box or saying like, okay, it has to stay this way because people are going to expect that. That's what I told them or that's what they think. So if they think it, then I need to be it. So really stepping into allowing change throughout and ebb and flow, whatever that looks like, instead of trying to niche myself down into one square, which has never worked for me anyway. So I feel that so, so much because to your point about being an entrepreneur, everyone's going to tell you, find your niche, find your niche, find your niche, and just, and go so laser focused toward that. And then I suddenly find myself in a box again and I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So, and every day is different and it's kind of gorgeous that way that you can be creating and flowing. And that's what this is all about. While we do have niches and while we do have a focus of our business, what does that look like from day to day when you feel yourself getting too, too boxed? What do you do? Uh, for, for me, it's re-looking at my calendar constantly and making the space for things that I know I can wholeheartedly focus on, align with, or just really feel a calling to, to that day, which can really freak somebody out, especially when you're in the corporate world, right? Cause you like, you have your nine to five or your eight to six. So you do certain things every single day. And I've actually enjoyed mixing the days up and 
being able to like hyper-focus one day on podcasting and hyper-focus one day more on networking calls and leave space on Mondays and Fridays to like work on the back end of the business. Like it really helps break up the week too. So it doesn't feel so mundane. And I'm also not bouncing from 50 different things in one day, every single day to the point that where my day is finished, I'm exhausted. I'm able to walk away with my day for the most part and right things still happen in family and things like that. But I'm able to usually walk away from my day and be like, huh, that was awesome. Right. Or this is what I know I still need to get done versus, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm so glad that's done. I don't want to cook dinner. I don't want to do this. I just want to sit on the couch. So what made you choose to be an entrepreneur within the operations and mindset space specifically? Mm. So funny enough, I actually jumped into the entrepreneurial journey by accident uh, when I made a switch from my medical field career. And I thought that real estate was what I wanted to do. And the whole purpose behind that was just so I could be there for my kids. I was a single mom at the time. And so that was the most important piece, right? Needless to say, obviously, that meant that the business wasn't that important. I ran into several opportunities along the way working in it that really aligned with what I've always enjoyed, which is teaching and helping other people, showing people a different perspective, a different way of looking at things and saying, hey, well, maybe what if we did this? Or I hear you saying that, does that look at like this? Could it look this way? And just like really brainstorming and bringing those ideas to the table. And I started doing that naturally in real estate. And then I did that naturally on my brokerage's corporate side when they asked me to step into a role. And it just kind of kept snowballing into that arena. And the more that I leaned into it and opened up to it, the more I started meeting more entrepreneurs that were on their own journeys. But the one thing that I realized that everyone deals with is the mindset piece, that personal development piece and what that looks like in their business, which then affects how they operate in their business as well. Whether that's simply on a daily habit, you know, piece or what their schedule looks like, how they want to strategize things in their business. And I love that. I love taking everybody's individual puzzle, breaking it apart, and finding the better pieces that match so it lays down so that people can really lean into who they are. And I think that that's the the beauty of what I do is I get to wholeheartedly embrace everyone exactly where they are at and what works for them without saying, no, 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 (laughs) you should do it this way. No, no, no. I've heard that this way works better. You should just do it that way, which I think empowers other people to embrace themselves even more and want to continue to move forward in their business, want to continue to fulfill the space that they're doing versus feeling like they're not fitting in that square peg correctly Mm -hmm. because their perspective doesn't align with mine. That's one of the things I will caution anyone I've had a lot of people come to me like, how do I know when to, when I get a coach or how do I know, how do I know, how do I know? I am not ever suggesting that online courses or masterclasses or any of those don't work. What I will caution is the fact that that particular session or coursework or that modality worked for that person. Doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean it's going to meet well, that it's going to work for everyone. So I go completely 
the opposite direction and I don't have any modalities heading in. And I said, what do you need? Like, what is specifically your need and your unique brilliance and how do we amplify that and tap into that more? And it sounds similar to what you do from an operations and mindset perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's so easy to think that somebody else has the answers. And what we end up doing is falling into that realm that everyone is already in, which is believing other people's truths, right? Now, if you can go into a coaching session, an online course, uh, a mastermind, and you can wholeheartedly love what is being done and then say, ooh, I think I would try this piece and you can pull out what works for you, right? That's great. But what I see so many times is people are looking for someone else to give them the answers. Someone, they're always looking for someone to say, oh, well, they made a hundred K. So like, if they do that, then I'll just, I'll just follow this. And like, that's how I'm going to get quick money. FYI, there is no quick money game in the world of entrepreneurial journeys. No, no. Kat, and I can tell you this all day, every day. Like, I wish I could save everyone. And what's wild is that people that we maybe talk to, you and I or our friends as entrepreneurs, maybe we'll talk to them. And we're like, you know, I, I can't afford that. Then they'll go spend wild amount of money on a course that mm-hmm. doesn't. And they're like kind of in the same spot. And it's like, I wish I could save people money, but it's kind of a learning they have to go through, I guess. I don't know. I hate to put anyone through that, but <laughs> It is though, right? I mean, we learn through trial and error. We don't learn when things go perfect, right? You know, for lack of better terms, but it's, it's understanding that it's okay to have your own perspective and your own take on what somebody else is teaching you versus going in with, oh, this is going to solve all my problems. Exactly. Exactly. And that's you and I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be a part of a few different sessions with you. And that's, I think what exactly we do, like we, we raise each other up. The mastermind that we're part of is so incredible. It's just a a place. It's a safe place where women can come together and talk about, Hey, this shit's hard sometimes <laughs> a lot of times actually. And <laughs> we have this whole group of women that are, that are here for us and kind of, you know, again, to share, here's what works for me, might not work for you, but here's how I got myself out of what have you. And I was there a month ago and you were one of the women that was there for me. So thank you. So one of the things that I feel like you would be incredible at, and tell me if this is true, is anyone coming out of like a nine to five and being a brand new entrepreneur, I'm thinking like I would have needed you like a year ago because (laughs) I was trying to force my entrepreneurial journey in what I knew to be true from my nine to five. That hurt for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That one is definitely one of the the hardest. And yeah, I, I love working with newer entrepreneurs. I, I tell everyone mine are most in the first to five years of their business, because a lot of us started out as a hobby. We kind of yeah. play around with it. Right. And then when we decide to step into it, we still have that corporate mentality mm-hmm. and Not to say that you need to just like rip the sheet off and go the opposite direction, but there is a really interesting way that you can kind of ebb and flow through the process and figure out, okay, I think this is how I want to do it. Let's try it. Let's see how it works. Let's tweak some small things. Let's see how that feels. And then kind of build from there, which you're going to continue doing through your entrepreneurial journey years and years down the road. But yeah, you're right. It's, and I think that's the beauty of it is why I enjoy meeting people exactly where they are at 
because that allows me the space of seeing where they are, not where I was and saying, okay, these are some things that I tried. It sounds like you actually operate this way. How can we kind of tweak it and start making moves in that direction? And when you're first stepping into your entrepreneurial space, right? We can't always jump into the 12 foot deep in and be like, we'll be fine. I'll swim. Right. Some people are great at that. And I, you know, kudos to you. Other people need a little bit less. Like we need to jump in the forefoot <laughs> and kind of, you know, keep our swimmers on. And then we're going to go a little bit deeper. Right. So you need those small micro movements. You need those small changes to feel into what it looks like as you make those changes versus completely freaking the body out, which is going to put you back in survival mode, which is going to make you want to stop absolutely everything you're doing, which is going to make it really easy to revert back to the crap that didn't work before. And you're going to feel like it's your fault. I may still need you. Oh gosh. I did, <laughs> I, I did that this spring. I, because I did rip the mayonnaide off. I didn't have any sort of plan. I had that one last straw moment at corporate. I said, Oh, Hey, today's my last day. No plans. I wouldn't even Mm -hmm. have told you three months later that I was going to start my own business. And here I am almost a year later, and I'm just now starting to figure it out. And I don't say that to scare anyone. I think what is hard is that if you, if I said that to someone, they're like, oh gosh, then I, there's no way I could do it. Well, you can, (laughs) how do we help people who feel super pinched right now by their nine to five and want to do something different? Like, how do we not scare the crap out of them? Because it is really hard. I think you have to learn to be okay with embracing the journey and knowing that when you say journey, right? Journey means it's going to have ups and downs, right? I mean, it's even when you take, especially when you take vacations with kids, think about that, right? You've got this whole Mm -hmm. thing planned out. It's going to be a wonderful trip and some shit hits the fan. Like it it just happens, right? Like it's inevitable and you're prepared for that. So In the same space of taking your journey into the entrepreneurial world, if you already know that like, hey, I know I am going to hit some bumps in the road. That may be a flat tire that's easy to fix, or it may be that my engine explodes and I kind of have to go backwards a little bit. But knowing that that's going to happen and learning to embrace that, you don't always necessarily have to be okay with it, right? But just embrace it like, okay. I know that's a possibility, but like that to me is worth the risk versus what I'm doing now. And you're, mm-hmm. you're always assessing risks, right? You assess the risk when you try a new food, you know, if you're going to like it or not, you're always assessing the risk. So if that risk is worth it to you because your heart is in it, not the money side, sorry, guys, if your heart is in it, then it makes it a little bit easier. You're still going to mm-hmm. hit those bumps, but I think just knowing that there are going to be days like that and being willing to work through that. You really brought up something amazing there because the unwavering knowing that you are walking in your divine highest purpose or your path and trusting yourself, you've got to, you've got to trust and love yourself so that on those hard days, when you feel like nothing's working, you can say, okay, today not folding up shop is enough. Yeah. You you have to in, embrace what we consider the failures, right? Yeah. And the reason being is everyone has good days and bad days. However, I mean, if you really, if you really sat with yourself for a good five or 10 minutes and you looked back on your life and you looked back at 
some of the hard times that you went through. You can show yourself that you got through it. Those were failures, but you learned through those failures. You started doing something different. You maybe tried something different. You maybe talked to somebody different. You maybe shut someone out of your life so that you could have more peace, whatever that looks like. So failures are what lay the stones to the path of what success is. And you have to be able to define what success is for you. And that's another one that we all have a really hard time understanding. We think that success means being a millionaire. That's not what it means. For some people, it's being able to vacation to these beautiful exotic places they were never able to do before, right? For some people, it's I want to put my kids through college and help people while I work a regular job. You have to define what success looks like to you. And that is different for every single person. And when you lean into your own success versus what's put out there, which is this is how you make $1,000. This is how you make 10K a month. Maybe you don't want to make 10K a month, right? Maybe that's way too much work on you and you know you're going to get overloaded. So you're okay with Mm. 5K. So you have to define that. And when you can define what that success is, then you lean into that. And it's a lot easier to kind of push off those advertising pieces that want to entice you and suck you in, right? Because that's what advertising is. That's what it's meant for. But it allows you to clarify what really works for you. And honestly, it will save you a lot of time in the beginning of, okay, that doesn't align with me. I'm not going to put my money into that versus of what I see a lot of people do, which is, oh my God, that sounds amazing. I should try it. Oh my God, this sounds amazing. I should try it. Oh my God, this one says that I should do this. I should try that. Right. And then again, when nothing works, you don't go to, well, you know, their program just didn't align with me. You go, what the hell's wrong with me? And there's two things that I would follow up with that. One, I think that's even more how critical the programs that you like programs like you and I offer is getting to the human soul, like that individual unique soul. Like, what do you need? What works for you? And us Mm -hmm. finding that. And that takes humanity admittedly fell for one of those things. When I first started out, I paid a thousand dollars to do an online. I'd never met one person. There are pitfalls everywhere. The other Mm -hmm. thing I would say too, to your point, when someone takes one of those courses or modalities and it didn't work to your point, they go, well, what's wrong with me? Either failing or having something not work for you is such a beautiful invitation to listen Mm -hmm. inward and say, what, what is that? What do I need? What if, what is that? Anything that doesn't go quote unquote your way. And this is my belief. You've got to trust that the universe and your spirit team is guiding you over here (laughs) to where, (laughs) to where you are going to find that great abundance and success for what it looks like for you. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with you. And the way that one person is successful is literally not going to be the same for the person next to them. There's not a copy paste approach to this. And that's the biggest caution I would give is setting out as an entrepreneur or anyone is, and I just made a post about this the other day of how to find your coach, just do some diligence and just do one more degree of diligence and ask yourself one question. What about this person, this human, do I think will help me solve my individual problem? Not the Mm. program, not the course. What is the human? Like, what is that going? How is it going to help? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I just heard an amazing analogy, which I really, really liked. And it it kind of hit me differently. And she said, when you are looking at the flowers in your home or in your garden, and there's an issue with the flower, 
It's not blooming. It's not growing. It's struggling. Do you blame the flower? No. You look at the environment around it. You look at the soil. You look at the nutrients. You look at the oxygen levels. You look at all these things around. Okay, well, maybe it's just not getting enough sun. Well, maybe it's just not getting enough water. Maybe I need to give it different nutrients. We are that flower. Mm. And so many times we forget that. So why are we not growing? Is it because of what we're feeding ourselves? Is it because of the people that we're hanging around? Is it because of the information that we're intaking on social media? We are the flower. It's mm-hmm. not that there's something wrong with us, but what is going on in our environment that we need to take a look at that may need to be changed up so that we can grow. Beautiful segue into the second part, which is I like to showcase a specific post that you've made on, in this case, LinkedIn the past couple of days. And I thought it was really cool because it resonated with me, but it also really helped me think about the work that you do. And I would love to hear more about it. So You reposted from Benjamin Hardy. The original post is, you can know what you're committed to by the results you are producing. What are you committed to? What needs to change? The favorite question of mine that you asked in response to that is, is what you are currently committed to the right thing to be committed to? Or is it just because? And if it's just because, what can you do now to change it? So talk to me about how this resonated for you what compelled you to repost and how you think about it as it relates to your day-to-day work or your day-to-day family? Like what, what does all this mean to you? Yeah. So for me, it it really kind of caught me (laughs) at a time where I have found myself kind of dealing with a lot of personal things, a lot of stuff with my kids and the business. And what I noticed was my focus has been off. So For me, when I think of what I am committed to, what I was committed to for a little while was getting distracted, finding myself on social media, not making time to follow my schedule as much as I normally was doing. And some of that does have to do with having to flip roles to parenthood and stuff. But I realized that not only was I just doing that, I was actually making a commitment because I was doing it repeatedly. And so the quote hit me really different when it said, you can know what you're committed to by the results that you're producing. And I was like, oh my gosh, gosh. what results am I producing? And I was like, I'm not because my focus has been everywhere else. So what do I want to produce? What results do I want, right? If that means I need more time with my family, then I need to be committed to putting the business on pause or slowing down with the people that I am coaching and working with and spreading it out so that I make time for my family, right? And so that was kind of where this came from. And I've followed Benjamin Hardy for a little while. I love his YouTube channel. But this just really kind of hit me in that moment. And so that's why I asked the question of, is what you are committed to right now the right thing? Or is it just because when you really step back and say, okay, what have I been doing? You don't even have to say you're committed, but what you've been doing repeatedly, right? And if that is that you've been scrolling through social media more then you've been posting and engaging, which is going to bring clients to you. You have made a commitment 
to scroll through social media. You've made a commitment. You didn't even realize it, but you did. Your answer is, well, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just doing it because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Take that because, and how can you change it? Where do you need to recenter? Where do you need to refocus? And I feel like this is something that we need to do on a regular basis, on a regular basis, just to help realign and redefine where it is that we want to commit and where it is that we should be committing. This makes me think about my entire morning routine right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I go to cell phones of any kind, you know, you, whether you're scrolling or you're playing games on it, or you're doing something to just to always distract yourself. And sometimes when I bring that up to someone, like we never used to do that. We would just sit still and be quiet. And then someone would challenge me on that and say, no, we didn't. We had the newspaper. We had something always to distract us. Is that true? <laughs> I think that, I think that it can be both ways. I think that it's just honestly what people perceive. Okay. I do agree that when I was younger and cell phones were more flip phones, (laughs) right? It was just phone calls, but you were engaging in conversations with people, right? I remember having phone calls with friends for hours on end. Hours. That to me wasn't a distraction. You know, I was, I was engaging with someone, but we, you know, we've always had TV, and how many times have you found yourself sitting in front of the TV at night and just using it as a just because, as a, a, I just want to zone out. I just want to don't do anything, right? And while that's not necessarily a problem, the difference is knowing why you're doing it. That's that's the difference is being aware of and choosing to do it. Like I've had nights where I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I I know I want to sit on the couch, eat ice cream and stare (laughs) at my favorite TV show for the next hour and a half, but it's a choice. And I don't do that every night. That's very occasional, right? But I am very aware of that decision versus you get done, you feed your kids, you sit on the couch, turn the TV on for three hours. How do you help someone become aware of that and kind of to even realize that it could be contributing to whether it be stagnancy or something else, like what, how could you even, I would say that the, the easiest thing to start with is writing out your entire day Mm. to see where your time is going. And I mean, everything from drive time to making dinner to how many hours you watch TV and then take that after a week or two and look at it and really like look at the hours you were putting into certain things that in itself is going to make you say, Oh crap. I didn't realize I was watching TV that much. I thought it was just like, you know, a few hours. That's what I tell everybody. But actually, if I look at the schedule, I've watched TV for two hours every single night for the last four nights. And then you can consciously say, why am I doing that? Am I doing that because I am actually choosing to do that? Or am I doing that because I don't know what else to do? I'm overwhelmed from my day, right? Then you can start digging into the reasons why. Once you start learning some of the whys, then you can start figuring out how you can change it. And you have to start with one or two things when you start making those changes. Because if you try to adapt and rechange everything, I guarantee you, 
you are going to shut yourself down. Your body's going to tell you, no, it's too many changes. It's too many differences. It's too many habits going up in the air and you'll go right back to what you were doing. Right. Because I mean, you can fall into this self-loathing as well. It's like of judging yourself because Mm -hmm. to your point earlier, there's nothing wrong with watching television. There's nothing wrong with being on your phone. It's the it's the reason why, but it's also the amount of time in which you do that, be- especially if you come to the end of the week or the end of the weekend and say, wow, I didn't get anything done that I wanted to get done. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. oh gosh. Why? Like, just h- allow yourself a moment to say like, why didn't I, what was I doing? What was I doing the whole time? And where I am at in my, this beautiful spiritual path that I'm walking is I want to spend more time giving thanks back to mother earth or like taking a walk and noticing the beat. Well, I got stung by bees last week, but that's a whole nother story. And just, just being a part of my surroundings in the 3d mm-hmm. and just understanding more about my place on this realm. And a year ago when I was deep into corporate, I didn't see anything. And all I was doing was numbing Mm-hmm. From from the moment I left work to the time I got back to work, I was just numbing, whether it be TV, phone, alcohol, all the things, because I didn't want to feel anything. So that's a good start to think about, to your point, journaling or like writing down your day, how much time you allocated to each of your activities. And then if there was something that you really wanted to get done and you didn't get done, why? Good start. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Kat, at this point, you've told us so much, so much good stuff about what you do, how you do it, your advice for entrepreneurs, what kinds of advice at this point would you give to both supporters of your work or entrepreneurship? And then also um, maybe let's say adversaries to your work or entrepreneurship. And like, what would you share with both? Mm. So for supporters, (laughs) I, I would say that, you know, I appreciate the support and I also challenge you to ask questions when you don't understand, when you don't fully agree, instead of fully leaning into somebody else's belief. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you can do that in a very polite, courteous, and curiosity kind of a way, which brings forth more learning and more understanding from more perspectives. And I think that you should be doing that in your life as well. And as far as, you know, adversaries, I don't feel like... I have any, I mean, you know, there's enough to go around and I don't have the capacity, nor do I want the capacity to be able to work with everyone. And if what I am doing bothers you, if what I am doing frustrates you because you feel like those should be your clients, then I would challenge you to reach out and ask questions. And let's see if we do do the exact same thing. Let's see if our perspectives are the exact same and look inward to see why that is frustrating you. Because a lot of the times when things frustrate you, when they upset you, when they trigger you is a reflection of something you have yet to deal with. Mm -hmm. It's an invitation to go inward and heal. I love how you, you spoke that because even if two people do quote unquote, the exact same thing, they don't there's not a carbon copy of Mm -hmm. the way someone is able to bring someone through to their next best step. Kat, where do we find you? 
You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Those are my homes. I do have a private Facebook group as well called The Lotus Effect. You can jump in as well, but those are the three places where you can find me or you can hop on my website and check out that as well, which is the-lotus-effect.com or follow me on my podcast where Amy has been a part of as yeah. well um, with at Real Chat with Cat, which is on all the major platforms where we continue these kinds of conversations and open-ended curiosity and understanding of others. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks so much. Any closing remarks you'd like to leave us with? If I can leave you with anything, I would say anytime that you hear anything that sounds intriguing, anytime you hear anything that sounds like, oh my God, that sounds fantastic. I challenge you to ask yourself why and to make sure that you feel that within your body before you make the decision to wholeheartedly accept somebody else's truth. Beautifully said. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Amy.